Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and I'm delighted to welcome a well-established author from the U.S., Julie Winkle Giulioni. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ash. Uh, Julie is uh, an author, uh, and uh, she's got a book titled Promotions Are So Yesterday, though I must, I'm going to ask her when, when my people with my vintage promotions was the only thing to look forward to. Uh, it's, it's a book that we're going to talk about, which is Promotions Are So Yesterday, Redefine Career Development, Help Employees Thrive. She's also the co-author of Help Them Grow or Watch Them Go, uh, Career Conversations Organizations Need and Employees Want. So, uh, Julie, before I come to your book, tell me a little bit about your journey as an author. Oh, as an author, let's see. I guess my journey as an author actually started more as a teacher from my very first job um, when I was 16 years old, teaching modeling and charm to children. Through what I'm doing today, there's just been this thread of, I have this need to teach um, Mm -hmm. and to to bring information to people and to help people figure out how to take that information in and do something with it. Mm -hmm. And so the way that ultimately translated into vocation is uh, my last internal role with an organization was a training company. And I was a director of product development there, creating training programs that Mm. were used around the world. And uh, about 20 years ago, I went out on my own and have continued to do that. Mm -hmm. And the training that I was doing was actually writing. It was authoring Mm. and it never connected for me Uh for some reason because I was writing for someone else in a form and under a name that wasn't mine I never thought of myself as an author and so my journey to get to this point was totally um, incognito Uh and uh, about 10 years ago Beverly Kay who is an uh, established well-respected author here in the United States invited me to co-author a book with her. And so that was the first time I thought, Mm. I know how to do this. This is what I do. (laughs) So I had the good pleasure of um, authoring that with Beverly about 10 Mm. years ago. And that book surprisingly took me around the world, including to to India, speaking leaders around the world about the importance of having these conversations about Mm. growth and development with people. Fantastic. Fantastic. So let's come to your book, Promotions Are So Yesterday. Uh, Before I ask you about the book, I just wanted to check, is this available on Amazon? Yes, sir, it is. Okay. So I'm going to check out the book and order a copy, and I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to check it out and take a a call. Uh, So let's start by asking you about the book and what was your hypothesis when you started to write it? Over the last 10 years, as I have spoken and trained and done Mm. keynote presentations about help them grow or watch them go, Mm -hmm. I've seen that despite the fact that managers and employees can engage in better conversations, Mm -hmm. there was still a roadblock. 
there was still a level of dissatisfaction mm. and lack of engagement around this really important topic. Mm. And as I spoke with people as uh, both frontline leaders and, and employees, but as well, the, the human resources professionals mm. and executives and organizations, what has become really clear to me is that um, a tremendous volume of the dissatisfaction we feel around career development is based upon the fact that we are holding deep in our psyches mm. these really limited definitions mm -hmm. of what career development is. You know, mm. career is my title mm. and the career development is the promotions among, you know, the roles uh, and those titles. And you know, as we know, organizations operate as pyramids or almost pinheads in some mm -hmm. cases. Correct. Promotions are available to a, a very, very limited true. number Correct. of people. Mm -hmm. So no wonder folks are so disappointed with career development if it's a promotion that they're mm -hmm. equating with that. Very interesting. But, you know, in a flatter or a leaner organization, I, I've been speaking to many people as a part of my podcast platform, uh, growth, ambition, recognition, that basically comes through a bigger title or a bigger role. How do you handle this uh, in, in, an, in, an, in an environment where I don't get from a VP to a senior VP to an EVP to whatever else? Yeah, well, and that's the core problem. Okay. As you stated, in today's organizations that are flatter, that are leaner, where work gets done more organically, mm -hmm. the hierarchy doesn't matter as much. And now with hybrid and remote workplaces, we don't even have the boundaries that mm. used to um, create a, a space for the folks within that, that geography Correct. to buy for those roles. Now it's open up literally to the world, right? Mm. So in that case, the, the organization cannot continue to support a definition that says success is going from AVP to VP to SVP. Yep. Mm. The good news, though, Ash, is that while the outer landscape doesn't support this as much anymore, the mm -hmm. inner landscape is changing, too. Mm -hmm. You know, as we think about people over the last couple of years confronting medical and health challenges, having to confront their mortality, correct, having to reprioritize, mm -hmm. really get clear on what's important increasingly people are making choices that look different than that classic climb up the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. Folks are, are leaving the pay and the perks and the prestige for purpose, mm -hmm. for meaning, for flexibility. And so while my, my uh, work, my research into this started before the pandemic, mm -hmm. it's been interesting to see how yeah. uh, that's played into it. So what I did was just to look at the landscape and see what are other ways to grow that are meaningful to people. And so the hypothesis uh, is a, a framework that I call the multidimensional career mm -hmm. framework mm -hmm. that offers seven alternatives yeah. to that classic climb up the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. And would you like to share these seven uh, ways employees want to grow? Yes, yes. 
So the, the seven ways, some of them are very obvious. Mm -hmm. So things like competence, they want to grow their capacity, their skills to be more effective today and into the future. Hmm. Challenge. Managers already in, in many organizations are good at offering challenges and ways for people to stretch beyond their capacity and step into the discomfort zone mm -hmm. where learning is really amplified. So there are a couple of dimensions that, you know, we go, OK, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's career development. Mm -hmm. But then there are others like comp, uh, contribution. It taps that need people have to make a difference and be of service and mm -hmm. to align their work with their broader purpose. Mm -hmm. There's the dimension of connection. You know, we grow and learn and develop so much through mm -hmm. and with others. The building networks, relationships, community, visibility mm -hmm. becomes an important driver of development. Mm -hmm. There's confidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, one that we don't normally think about when yeah. we think about career development, but if you don't have it, mm. it's a showstopper. I mean, yeah. we've all either already experienced that in our careers or we're going to at some point. Right. So during those times, the most important way for us to grow is to double down on really getting to trust our ability to show up and perform predictably. Mm. Well said. There's contentment. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of folks kind of look at me sideways when I talk about that, because it sounds like that's the opposite of ambition. Mm -hmm. you know, it sounds like complacency and it's not. It just, it acknowledges that there are times during a long career, 40, 50, 60 years mm -hmm. working, where the best step forward is a step back. How do we cultivate greater ease and joy and meaning and balance? Um, and there's choice, which Perfect. has become increasingly important now. I mean, Perfect. we know we're hearing loud and clear. People want more control and autonomy over where they work and when they work and how they work. And when when we give people more decision making discretionary, you know, uh, uh, ability, there's learning in that. And Very then the eighth dimension. Yeah. So we've got those seven. Yeah. And then yeah. the eighth one is climb. And it's not going away. The title of the book is Promotions or So Yesterday, but mm -hmm. it's today. It's going to be tomorrow. And it's an important step at different points in our career. The problem with climb is it's out of our control. It's out well, of a manager's control. Well said. Well the other said. Seven, there well. are. Excellent. So, you know, I remember 30, 35 years ago when I was very young and moving up rapidly in the organization, I remember talking to a senior HR leader. And I said, you know, at 27, 28, you're moving me into a very senior role. What happens to people who are 20 years older than me? And I got a very res interesting response, and I'd love to get your perspective on that. He said to me, he says that there are people who will grow laterally, which means that their salary levels may be three times your salary, even though your need is to grow vertically. Uh, is that something which you think is uh, one of the reasons this flatter pyramids uh, are beginning to be seen? Well, I think there are probably business pressures behind the flatter pyramids, mm -hmm. um, you know, pushing maybe salaries down and pushing responsibilities up and meeting in the middle and a bit of a squash. Mm -hmm. um, that said, I, I totally, what that HR professional sent to you decades ago really resonates because mm. you know there are times in in our working lives where there's that drive to go up mm. there are times in our working lives where there's the 
strive to broaden our perspective. Correct. To understand the bigger picture, mm. to dive more deeply into what this business is all about. And you can't do that by specializing in a silo. And so that kind of mm. lateral movement really enriches someone and makes them a better business partner. Yep. And where we have the ultimate control, though, is developing right in the role that we're in. And so frequently we think we got to go somewhere else, either up or over or around or somewhere to grow. And the truth is this sandbox that we call our job is really a rich um, playing field for growth and development. Well said. And, you know, you were just speaking about uh, all the research that you were doing before the pandemic and through the pandemic. I'd love to get your perspective on how have challenges uh, evolved because of the pandemic and what has led to this great resignation? Jeez, we could talk about this for a long time, couldn't we, Ash? Yes. Such an important topic. You know, it's it's been fascinating, I mm-hmm. think, for all of us to live through these last couple of years. Right? The accelerated growth that's been available to those who have embraced it, mm-hmm. extraordinary. Um, you know, living through these extraordinary two years mm-hmm. allowed a lot of people to do some deep soul searching. Mm-hmm to, as the the wrappers of our jobs Mm -hmm. and work were removed, you know, the going to the office, Mm -hmm. the socializing with the colleagues, the great food in the cafeteria, as all of those things got stripped away during our time at home, Mm -hmm. our jobs, you know, were laid bare. I mean, Mm -hmm. they, that we had to really look at how am I feeling about doing this work? Absolutely. And a lot of folks found that that was not bringing them the joy, the satisfaction, the sense of purpose Mm. that they wanted. Um, And so they started to shift in terms of how they wanted to spend that 40 or 60 or 80 hours a Mm. week that they were putting Mm. in. The other side of the coin is, you know, as organizations have then invited people to come back um, and invited, I say in air quotes, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not so much an invitation in some organizations, but a mandate. Yep. People have looked around and they realized I liked the flexibility that Correct. I had. Correct. I liked being here and shifting my hours. I liked seeing my kid take his or her first steps, mm-hmm. something that would never happen if I was at the, yep. at the office mm-hmm. from dawn till, till mm-hmm. dusk. Um, and so those have... You know, and, and it's manifested in the great resignation or reshuffle. I really think of it and started writing about it, you know, I don't know, almost a year ago mm-hmm. as the re- great reevaluation. Wow. We okay. are reevaluating our relationship with work and mm-hmm. renegotiating the terms of that agreement. Mm-hmm. And uh, some folks are able to do that within the organization they're in, and some folks are having to leave. Well said. And, you know, I was speaking to some young uh, leaders the other day. And they were saying that the old concept, which probably ties in with your book of promotions are so yesterday, the old concept of what I used to call a cradle to grave company, you know, join when you are a young trainee and then you die with the company is, you know, that has seems to have disappeared from a lot of the young people's uh, uh, radar. 
but they're saying they want to be able to do multiple jobs and have multiple sources of income. Yeah. How do organizations hold people accountable if uh, they don't know uh, who's going to deliver what and for over what period of time? That's a, a great question. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think probably the thing that leaders are needing to grapple with most right, right now. So the, the younger generation, I, I love the newer entrants to the workforce and the way they're bringing voice Correct. to things that you and I have thought throughout our careers, mm-hmm. but there wasn't the space. It wasn't okay to say it. Correct. I feel like younger folks are giving us permission to also say, hey, cool. you know, I love this gig economy too. Cool. I want to do a few different things. Absolutely. So I really, I really appreciate the permission mm-hmm. um, that they're introducing into all of our lives. Um, But, you know, I mean, I think that speaks to the flexibility uh, Mm -hmm. and in the multidimensional career framework, that choice piece Mm -hmm. of it. The key really comes down to if we know people are going to want to have hybrid careers and do engage in gig work and projects and and other things outside Mm -hmm. of the the job, Mm -hmm. the envelope of the job they're doing, the key really comes down to having clear expectations and agreements relative to our you know, core job. When a manager and an employee are clear about the outcomes of the work, the expectations and mm. quality, that kind of thing, then who cares what they're doing on their own time? They're, you know, you've got an agreement about what they're getting yeah. in there. Mm. And managers who cannot um, approach talent more mm-hmm. generously mm-hmm. and with more of an abundant mentality are really going to be the losers in this game. Right. We've got to figure out how to meet people where they are and mm-hmm. make work work for them. Otherwise, they're going to find another employer who will. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So time for two more questions uh, and then I'll move to your next book. Um, my next question is that there is a lot of use of technology taking place for managing people. Uh, Based on all the work that you're doing, how is technology changing human resources? Oh my gosh, yeah. There is so much exciting work being done. And I think what I'm really seeing right now is that human resources professionals have so much data Mm -hmm. available to them. And, uh, and the analytics, I mean, they're all over. You could spend your whole day mm-hmm. with the data. What's missing for a lot of human resources professionals is the integration of that data mm-hmm. into actionable information. And mm-hmm. so what's so fascinating for me right now is to watch organizations like Friend and, and there are others mm-hmm. who are figuring out how do we take all of this rich insight or rich data and turn it into insights, Mm. bringing that together and helping people, helping uh, human resources professionals and managers Mm. to be able to anticipate what's Mm. coming because the ability is there Mm. to be able to triangulate among the data points and say, engineers, the third year they're with your company, they're starting to get antsy. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're going to lose them. So mm-hmm. who, how do you target those folks for additional learning and growth and development and attention to keep them engaged and keep them with you? Very interesting. So Julie, let me now move to your other book, which is Help Them Grow or Watch Them Go. Tell me a little bit about this book. 
This book has turned out to just be a real perennial favorite of mm -hmm. human resources and, uh, and managers in general. Mm -hmm. it, it works off of the premise that from my perspective, career development is really a relationship mm -hmm. and it's a relationship that plays out through conversation. Right. And not those conversations that happen once a year, mm -hmm. often in office, where we plot out a whole year's worth of activity and then tuck it away and don't think about it again. Mm -hmm. It's the conversation that's ongoing, that's part of this thread of dialogue where every time I see you, I'm checking in on how's that going? What are you learning? What's exciting? What do you want to do next? Sort of thing that keeps people thinking and engaged and re reflecting on what's important mm -hmm. and and creative in the work that they're doing that keeps them growing. And so help them grow or watch them go offers a framework of helping people um, look outward and forward with hindsight or with foresight. No, sorry, outward and forward with foresight, mm -hmm. backward and inward with hindsight, and then mining the intersection there of insight for Amazing. rich growth and opportunities. Amazing. You know, I was reading a summary of this book when I was preparing for this conversation and it reminded me of uh, a boss I used to have in the early 80s who used to have a little black book. And that little black book used to come out once a year at appraisal time and he would say, on this day you did this, on this day you did that, and then that was to fix you. So uh, your thesis is completely the opposite of that and that's so fantastic. Wonderful. Yes, yeah, that annual conversation does no one any good. Absolutely, absolutely. So Julie, you have time for one more question. And uh, this question is for the many, many young people who will listen to our conversation. What would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from this conversation? I think the first is if we're going to have sustainable mm -hmm. and satisfying careers, mm -hmm. we've got to stop thinking about what we want to be yeah. and start thinking about what we want to do. Yeah. Being yeah. super limited, who yeah. knows if that role is going to even be there when you're mm -hmm. ready for it. Mm -hmm. Let's start talking to our kids. Let's start talking to ourselves and each yeah. other about what we want to do because there's a lot more possibility to say yes mm -hmm. to what people want to do. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing would be as an individual, we need to own our careers. Mm -hmm. And we've heard that for years. Yeah. No one's going to care more about your career than you do, yeah. but you're not in it alone. Mm -hmm. Ask for the help that you need. And if it's not your manager, if your manager's not able to support you, then look for mentors, look for peers and colleagues. Mm. Um, you know, career development can be a team sport. Okay. So don't think it's an exclusive relationship yeah. with your yeah. manager. Don't let that get in your way. Yeah, correct. And then the, the final thing would be at any given time, mind the role you're in mm. for all of the growth. Mm. all of the lessons, all the development that's available. Mm. Ring that dry yeah. of what's possible in terms of your development before <laughs> worrying about where you're going to go next. Mm. And that gives you such yeah, almost limitless opportunity. Amazing. Amazing. Julie, on that note and your three pieces of advice, which is 
stop what we want to be, but what we want to do. That's a, such a powerful statement you've just made for all of us. Second is, uh, you know, the, the career development is a team sport. And I think this is something which is, again, a new perspective that I've heard after 42, 43 years of working. Thank you for sharing this. And the last one is mind the role you're in. I think in a very powerful statement. I think each one of these statements are a lot to think about. And I'm sure there can be many debates that can happen on each one of these. But thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your book. Uh, promotions are so yesterday. Thank you also for speaking to me about your book, help them grow or watch them go. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you so much, Ash. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for The Brand Called You.